0: There we go. Blog talk radio.
1: Hooray. Guess what? It's Friday. Can you tell? This is Dr. Dub Carlin with the man in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dr. Charlie Cartwright, you got your head in the clouds? I do.
0: I'm feeling great
1: <laughs> today.
0: Friday end of the week.
1: It's December. Yeah. This is the first Friday in December. It is. It is the first Friday in December. And so So here we are. Oh, wait a second. (laughs) Start over. I just hit record on the camera. (laughs) Good morning. This is Dr. Dub Carlin here with my co host, Dr. Charlie Cartwright. Charlie, you got your head in the clouds there.
0: I do. It's a great day. It's the first Friday in December and I'm I'm happy and excited about
1: it. That's great. You look heavenly. I feel like we have God here today. This is awesome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Do you ever see the movie with George Burns playing God?
0: No, I heard about
1: it. Oh, it is great. No, it was. it is such a good movie. I think I might watch it this weekend. So here we are on the K factor, which is where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And so every time it's Friday, I'm thinking to myself, all right, good. Because I'm going to commit the ultimate kindness today, team up with Dr. Charlie Cartwright and bring people Freedom Fridays, which is all about what are you doing in your head and your heart. You know, we've talked a lot about the head, but especially with the work that I've been doing with Heart Math, I am so focused on what are we doing in our head and our heart that they are getting us into a place of betterment. And so Dr. Charlie Cartwright and I are both very holistic in our approach with health and well-being as well as with businesses. And so this is really an important, this is kind of an epic show because when I talked to him right before the show started, I said to him, it's going to be good to see you today. And then I said, huh, he doesn't sound quite okay. I wonder what's going on. And then he got on here and I said, how you doing? And you said?
0: Just getting over the COVID virus. Oh, <laughs> I'm out of my protocol now. I can, go, I can go to the gym. I can go to the hall. I can re-enter society. So it's good.
1: Man, oh, man. Um, I'm just adjusting our volume here. Okay, we're all the way up to 100%. So when did you know that you had the Corona Verona?
0: So, I, you know, I started having symptoms a week ago, Monday. Yeah. Well, probably a week ago, Sunday. And I was like, oh, am I coming down with something? Took a little echinacea, some different things. And Monday, same thing. And Tuesday morning, I woke up. I was like, no, I think I'm good. And then about 9 a.m., I got this headache, and it got really achy, and my energy just went
1: down mm-hmm. Yeah. it
0: zero so I remember coming home that night and I went to bed like at seven PM, you know, and and just we' rest restless rest, rest, and rest, rest. and then Wednesday got up and did some work and uh then probably took about a two hour nap on Wednesday and of course Thanksgiving came and I was feeling fine, just a little just a little tired and that was it, you know, I I didn't have any other, you know, symptoms other than those. I had fever for the first two days, I think. Okay. When you got tested, and it came back, uh, I took a long form test, and it came back positive. And so then, from the onset of your symptoms, there's ten days that you can't be around people, and then after the tenth day, as long as you haven't had a fever for over 24 hours, then yeah to reemerge, but uh, you know, it was a I'm I'm, glad I'm over and done with, you know, because things kind of been hanging over everybody's head all year and I in the era that I grew up in, someone got the chicken pox, exactly. you, you get it over with. Right? right, exactly, yeah. And that's kind of how it was, and so me now that been exposed to it, the likelihood of reinfection is extremely low, but based on how the immune system works, we know that. So this time, it took, I don't know, four or five days before we
1: get over it,
0: let's say. Well, next time, because your immune system has seen it now and recognized it knows how to deal with it. And so instead of days, now it's down to hours yeah. that your immune system will respond so quickly. So most likely you're reinfected. To it. You know it might feel kind of sluggish for a couple of hours, and I'm okay. Yeah. And that's your immune system done you know, its job. So, so I'm happy to be done with it. Um, and I, this like I mentioned earlier, you know this is the time of the year where when to catch a cold, this is typically when it is. And when I catch cold, typically it's a, a lot of chest congestion, same thing, headache, fatigue, and then I have the and talk that would actually be painful. And I didn't I didn't have any of that. So I've had many colds that were much worse than this. That. that was for me and that, that's my experience. I talked to one of my clients in the grocery store business, and of course they have had several people throughout their kind of positive, but he said my experience pretty much went heard over and over again on so, his people.
1: Yes, yes. And that's <coughs> excuse me. That's been my exposure to the majority of that. Um, you know it's interesting because people are so terrified that they're going to get this. They're going to die. They can't go see their family. They're going to kill their older parents. They're going to kill their grandma, you know. and it 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 is bothersome to me the way that the information has been shared because there's so many ways to deal with this and treat this. And um, it's not, it's not the plague. It's not a pandemic. It's a pandemic, and it needs to be dealt with differently. People, I mean, the whole world, I thought it was more in America, but this is global. The way that my friends in, in other countries are describing to me, the lockdowns and the reactions and the pinches, it's it's a it's a, it's a it's a global hysteria with with information not being appropriately say uh, 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 tell me your thoughts about this please. This would have been a prime year. For everybody held captive to be taught mind-body medicine, boosting the immune system, and it's not too late. It is still prime time for us to do this, and I think it's essential for people to understand. I mean, talk about Freedom Fridays. You're living proof of the freedom of having to be terrified about this, and and I think this is a, a terrific platform for us to be able to describe to people what the experience is like, what you do routinely to boost your immune system and to stay healthy, so you don't have comorbidities, and I, you know, people don't even say that phrase correctly. They pronounce it all different ways. But comorbidity just means you've got other things that can kill you.
0: Chronic and their chronic conditions. Yes. But I think the last. That I saw was the average person that becomes to COVID. I think the average was 2.7 comorbidities. So, right. 2.7 chronic disease process. Okay, so it's not you know you have uh, arthritis in your shoulder. No, you know it's a serious condition. And so a couple of things after that. As you're talking about the information and how it disseminated. How afraid people are. I saw, I think it was CNN, and maybe not just CNN, but hey, the United States crossed 14 million COVID cases. Well, that's since the first of the year. You don't right. have 14 million active cases. Right. 14, they're acting like there's 14 million people in the hospital right now. Exactly. So or on the way or, right. or laying in their bed asking for air. right? It's not accurate. And so, yeah, 14 million people have been tested positive for COVID since the first of the year. Currently, if you look at the numbers, we have somewhere around 1.5 million active cases. And every day, you get whatever the new test number is 10 days prior. That number drops off. So we're running about a Million and a half active cases right now, which is 0.5 percent of the U.S. population. There you go, 99.5 percent of the population doesn't, you know, have it. You know, it's just so that number putting that 14 million number is very misleading because the reality is active cases and you see. For instance, our professional sports league, you know, this
1: team
0: had fourteen players, this team had eight, seven, six, you know, all these different numbers coming out. Yeah. Well, those, those players aren't going to the hospital. You know, you positive, okay, you gotta sit over here, you gotta be sequestered, right. those out of your system. So your immune system deals with okay, your immune system is with Look You're clear, come back and play. Right. That's that's the reality and I mean I didn't I didn't fit any work time. Yeah. Um, I got all my stuff done. If this was not in a pandemic and I was still working in transportation that I actually yes, I would have went to work. Like that but now Right, you, know, you can go to work, you can't do this, you can't do that. I wouldn't have I didn't feel like I've had I've had things keep me home from work before this wouldn't have been one of them. Here's the other thing too. The testing that I got, I got the long form testing. Yeah. That takes two four days, and I was deliberate about that because this rapid testing
1: yeah
0: has been shown to really be inaccurate. And frankly, if if it's not accurate, then we shouldn't even it should be like a an automobile manufacturer, you know they recall. do a recall. They should recall every one of those. And I don't know if you saw this it's just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Elon Musk went in right. And he went into a clinic and. Take the rapid test, and so of course, Elon Musk, you know, so it's a little different him going in versus you or I. And so, very smart man. So, he he wants to, he has to, you know, he's got to pay for the rapid test, yeah. So, he says, I'm gonna pay for four tests. Oh, good man! So, he has the same nurse, same instruments, you know, same company for the kids. The procedure was the same. We had the nurse test them four times. Two positives, two negatives. There you go. It's, and that that's worthless. It is worthless. It's worthless. Yes. Yeah. And then of course the company I think is they had no
1: time.
0: Of course they had no time. You put your product out here. You know, you knew it wasn't accurate, but you are making money you know hey, let's put these kits. And, and heck, the heck was what it's doing to the economy in
1: the
0: people we're making our money. Yes, right? yes. Making our money. And it shouldn't happen. That that should not happen. In fact, that is happening. Elon Musk has been very vocal about the numbers and the lack of accuracy. Of all the people, what is the randomness of that? It just so happens that, no, it's not accurate. And uh, so, I know the long test, I want to say, is in the 90s, somewhere in the low 90s as far as accuracy. But that, that rapid test, you get false positives, which is not good. But you know what's even worse? False negatives. Exactly. So, why is that test being administered when we know it's not accurate? And so, again, Yank all it all the money, right?
1: Right, exactly. What's the name of the company that's doing all the tests?
0: I don't. I know there's a few different ones out there, but the, it was it was Beckton Dickinson, I think, okay the one that you uh, know had taken, and they you know they've got a lot of those, those rapid kits out there. So DD was the company.
1: So a client, a client of mine, somebody in the family got um, diagnosed as positive, and so the family members are getting you know tested. And she was kind of afraid to, to go and do it. And so I we were on, on a Zoom call and I said, look, fear not. While we're on the Zoom call, you know, give me your exact location and I'll plug in here a CVS that you can go to and get the testing. All the CVS places, you have to make an appointment. They were all booked for like three days. So we called urgent care. And so, um, I called, I called the urgent care that was closest by. They were booked for the day, but they were, they were available the next day, and you don't need an appointment. You just come and you get in line. And the nurse says to me, but be sure that you get here early. And I said, okay, tell me the story. She said, well, we open at 8. By the time I get here at 730, there's at least 30 people in line. And by the time it's 11 o'clock, there is a line around the building, so get here early, so I said to my client, I said, look, you need to get up, set the alarm for 5 o'clock in the morning, and by 5.15, you got your clothes on, your sneakers on, you got a a mug of something to drink, go potty before you leave the house, because you're not leaving the line once you get in It take a lawn chair with you and go. And so she she texted me when she got there. and She said, I'm the first one in line. <laughs> 6.15 in the morning or 5.35. I, um, I think it was 5.45 she got there. I was so proud of her. And, uh, you know, she got the test and, and got, got out of there and tested negative and was thrilled. But, you know, she'd put herself in a head game about this and and did it too close in proximity to, thanksgiving and well it was terrified you know i'm not going to be able to see anybody and if i pretend that i'm not worried and i go and i get somebody sick and they die i'm never going to forgive myself i mean the mind game goes on and on and then when you start to think about all the nonsense with this just the rhetoric of what it is that people are saying on thanksgiving day i spent the day by myself i was thinking about it for several days did I even want to do anything for Thanksgiving? There was nobody. You know, everybody was afraid. You know, there were people who wanted to come over and I thought, I don't I don't think I had the energy for it. And then, you know, there were people I thought, you know, like I miss these people. But, you know, people are either scared or they're not around or something, something. Anyway, um, on Wednesday morning. Tuesday, I decided I'm doing Thanksgiving. So Wednesday morning, at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm at my local grocery, just a little grocery, and I got my turkey and everything, all the fixings for Thanksgiving Day. And on Thanksgiving, I got up early, got my little bird ready, <laughs> got him all dressed, as we say, right, my naked bird, and uh, stuffed, and let him sit and get ready to pop into the oven, went for a nice walk. Took my time all day, didn't turn on my computer all day, drifted my attention out the window to look at nature, baked and cooked and relaxed. I didn't even come into my home office. And I I laid back on the couch. I watched some Turner Classic movies, saw a little Clark Gable. (laughs) It was really good for me. But then I cried. And I cried really hard. And I'll tell you what I cried about. Some of it was about feeling sad about being lonesome in, in my isolation as a is singular person. But the thing that really had me really crying hard was this horrible reality that has been hanging over us, like not like the clouds where you are, but is like a big, huge, dark cloud over humanity, not just America not just this country or that country, but across the planet. This is an evil, cruel maneuver that has been unleashed. And somehow it has pushed people down to the breaking point with the amount of depression and anxiety and suicides. And it's so cruel. And I... I found myself walking around my home here crying, and my thought was this. How did such a horrible thing happen to humanity? How did such a horrible thing happen to me and all my fellow Americans? And and how will we come back from this? Because I believe in the indomitable spirit of the human being.
0: Yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's been um you know challenging years so many ways and uh, when I thought about that because yeah, I remember last year I had a blast my uh, several of my nephews were over came up around the state and I remember we stayed up until two o'clock in the morning playing four games oh it was, wow it was just a lot of it was just a lot of fun and uh, conversation and food and, and this was the first time in over 30 years that family didn't get together in some No, Charlie. 30 years and tradition and all just because everybody's afraid of this fat and the other thing, right? And, uh, and again, you know, with, uh, with this illness for healthy people, it's very, um, very much recoverable. I mean, it's not something that's gonna, that's gonna set you back, you know, for weeks and months and things like that. You know? and, um, and so it's just been unfortunate, but uh, being able to come out of this and uh, get on the other side of it, and, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned, but I think to your point, understanding gaining an understanding of how important our health is I think is It's a critical time for that because I, you know, I anticipate that, you know, this could happen again in our lifetime and, um, you know, coronavirus or something. Was
1: something, saying. right.
0: And um, and it showed, definitely exposed how fragile our citizens were mm-hmm. and, uh, and people themselves, um, the fragility there. So there's things you can do to strengthen in all those areas but we have to, you know, be taking action for, for, for the future. The we too, doing, Dr. is that, you know, there's no one that's watching this broadcast that's going to be here in 110 years. I mean, you know, we don't get that from this. In this lifetime so we've got to understand that too that's a reality right and then understand that from all my promise that hey what can we do to live the most fulfilling life that we can right uh, while we're while we're here because the most dangerous thing that most people come into contact with is not going to be the, the coronavirus you know it's right much more much more deadly you know, there's many more things that are that are out there that are higher risk than the coronavirus. A car accident. Yes, yeah, typically the most dangerous thing people, people do every day is getting in a car and drive. Uh, that's typically the most dangerous thing people do every day.
1: So I have an idea for us. I think that we should do. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I, I have an idea for us. I think that we should do um, a webinar. And I think that we should we should recruit companies in to hear us talk about the ways in which we can really we can we can have a, a footprint in the culture and here's what it looks like. How would you like to have a webinar with two experts in business and in mind body medicine? And in holism, talk to your employee group about self-care, because when it comes down to it, you know, you are responsible for this vehicle you live in. Why don't Why don't we teach everybody to take care of their body the way that they take care of their vehicle? You got to go get checkups, but you have to the You have to clean it, it. You have to wash it. Keep it clean right? Keep it out of the elements if you really want it to last. So, um, you know, I like the old philosophy in China, of the barefoot doctor, which I was taught was in every neighborhood, there's a doctor, a practitioner, an acupuncturist that will walk to your home or you walk to the clinic and it's there in, in your little neighborhood. And, and, and you go there and you're getting care, but you're also learning how to care for the self. And and that's one of the things we need to do. So for instance, we can teach people right now in our show today, what do you do to boost your immune system? So here's the recommendation that I make. You need time for pause. You need time for quiet. You need you need to start your day, not boom, tearing out of bed or turning on the T V and watching the news first thing. No. You need to arise, open your eyes, give gratitude for the fact that you are. You didn't die in your sleep. This changes your brain chemistry. It changes your heart rhythm. Um, And everybody, I mean, this this little device that I use, you know, heart math with this little cord that plugs into my phone and, and clips on my ear, shows me my heart rhythm and uses biofeedback to get me into the right place. takes me five minutes and puts me into another zone. That allows my body to have all the directions to start my day out right, so I'm not starting out by depleting. It also puts my mind in the right place, so I can do some unstressed, clear thinking and decision-making my let's do let's do like a ping pong or a tennis game here and go back and forth and say what the next thing is in terms of what we want people to know about with um with boosting their immune system and being healthy what what comes after that step charlie
0: you know for me um it's always important to to do things that are Sustainable. Yeah. That you can repeat, regardless of where you're at. If you're in your home, or you're in a hotel, or staying with a relative or a friend. And so this this concept of the cold shower is something that a lot of people don't practice.
1: Okay. It's
0: inexpensive, <laughs> right to do, and there's a lot of research on it. And I'm not saying the whole shower, but when well, it's time to rinse that soap off. Flip it over to the cold, and uh, and get your get your soap all rinsed off your body. And so, there's several studies out there, but that's what I looked at. There's like 17 health benefits okay to do that practice. And it's a, it, it boosts your immune system, uh, your immune response. What it what it'll do, your spleen will dump white blood cells into your bloodstream, which is awesome. Yeah, right. right. And uh, boost your testosterone levels, improve uh, your hair, improve your skin, improve your nails. But then there's uh, the resiliency aspect of being able to do that on a daily basis so you're building up some,
1: some resilience and,
0: and, and neural ducts there. Uh, blood flow, and increases. There's just so many health benefits yeah. from that, that cold shower.
1: That shock to the
0: system. And you know, when you have a stuffy nose and you have some navel congestion, the common thing is, oh, you know, steam, hot steam over the stove and paint over that and all that. You get in a cold, you have a, you, you, your nose is stuffed up and you're having a hard time breathing because it's so stuffy. You get in that cold shower and you put your head under that, you know, Dream your scythes will drain like a pot. Open them up. So
1: you're talking about people going in and taking a warm shower and
0: finishing it off with cold. Finishing off with cold. Yeah. If you're want to dare to be crazy, <laughs> have the whole thing cold. So that's fine too, but that's a little brutal. But that uh, is I'm brutal. Finishing with cold.
1: Yeah.
0: Morning, it'll wake you up. But if you do it at night before your bedtime, it's like a tranquilizer. I have,
1: not, I have not done it at night. I do it every morning in the shower.
0: to put your body into that, 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 that mode where you're going to be able to go to sleep. And so, yeah, there's like at least 17, maybe 18. I've seen a number, 17 or 18. Yeah. Uh, researched confidence to that. So that, that's a great practice.
1: So we've given people two things that they can do. Here's another one that I've been doing all year. And I love this. Whenever I have felt like I was having the sniffles come on, I keep with me at all times a product called Olba. O L B A S. Olbas. And it, you can get it online at Amazon. And it, and they've got they've got uh, cough drops, lozenges, type things. And those are okay. But what I do is I get a little thing called an inhaler. It looks like a little lipstick tube. Or or um, yeah, like with a little rounded top on it. You take the top off, and it's and it, and you just insert it into your nasal cavity, and and you inhale, and it's got these beautiful uh, Swiss herbs in it, and it and it, it really it goes up your up your nose. It goes into the sinuses on either side of your nose, under your cheekbones, and I'm telling you, you can feel it in your throat, and you can feel it in your forehead, because all of that is sinuses cavity and so you really clean it out the more you use it the more you feel it spreading and it is amazing i rarely have to use kleenex i don't really want to blow my nose and i didn't ever know this but i i had a bad sinus infection period a lot of stress in my life about 35 years ago and i got i got pneumonia and a sinus infection it was horrible and my ENT said to me, the specialist, don't keep blowing your nose. You're pushing the mucus into deeper cavities. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so I'm storing it? I think I'm getting rid of it? I mean, yes. And I, I thought that's all he needed to say. I didn't need a graphic description, nothing. But the the reality is that you don't want to have to be blowing. It's hard on your vascular system. It's sickening to hear or to watch. And nobody wants to be around you. <laughs> right? It's like, ew, what do you, ew, you got cooties. So, you know, it and it's really helpful with that. So I do OVAs. And then here's the other thing. Zycam. I do the little nasal swabs. Comes in a little orange and white box. Again, Amazon. And and it's a long Q-tip and it comes in a little tube that you crack open and you swab the inside of your nasal cavity and you inhale and you're taking in zinc and vitamin C. I think it's lovely. It's a way to clean it out and to deliver some good nutrition. So those are two of my tips. And hot water. Drink hot water throughout the day.
0: What was that first one again? How do you spell that?
1: O-L-B-A-S. I need to be their spokesperson.
0: That's true. That's, that's awesome, right? I love that one. And it's so interesting, too, that all these these natural natural cures are, are really working. So the yeah. next one I would talk about would be uh, grounding or earthing.
1: Oh, I love this.
0: Have at it. Go ahead. Describe that it to people. Yep. Yeah. So, so you got to take your shoes off, your socks off. And you got to go out and stay on the earth, not on the asphalt or the pavement or the concrete. Yeah. In the earth, in the grass, on the ground. And yeah, there's a lot of research on this, so you can you can look it up for yourself. And uh, there's so many benefits to it. I remember reading a study, there was a lady, and I want to say she suffered from chronic pain for about 20 years. Yeah. And been in and out of traditional medicine and doctors, hospitals, all this stuff. This really. And so she went to a holistic practitioner. And the practitioner wrote her uh, a prescription for Earth? Or <laughs> I'm going to say it was 20 minutes a day. Yeah. And in six weeks, her pain was reduced by over 80%. Isn't that amazing? In six weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're just connecting with the earth and there's, there's all of this... Uh, Biofeedback that's happening between you and the actual planet. Yep. And it's
1: amazing. There's human. So that's so cool. And again, what does that cost? Yeah, that's right. So, what about people who say, oh my gosh, take off my shoes and socks, go outside and do that? How can I possibly do that? It's cold outside or it's raining outside. (laughs) You'll (laughs) win.
0: It's the right. hard-line approach. You can go out there for for a couple minutes, especially in the wintertime, a couple minutes. You know, snow on the ground, okay. Right. Scoop it out. Scoop it over there. Spread it out a little bit. Right. You can stand there for 60 seconds and then be back in
1: the house. You know, that's right. And I, and I prescribe for everybody UGG boots. UGG, UGG. There is nothing more delicious than putting your foot into a cave of sheepskin, lamb's wool. It is. It's like when you look in the boot, you can't even see the bottom of it, even if it's short, because it's just so fluffy. And you put your footy in there. Have you ever put on an Ugg boot? You
0: know, I only one time in
1: the, in the store. <laughs> oh, you and you can't wear any socks. People think I'm uh, like really weird because I I just I don't wear socks. It's a rare occasion that I'll put on a sock. I put my foot into that UGG boot, and every bit of that lamb's wool fiber is just pushing in on my skin, and I'm going, oh, yummy. <laughs> what was your experience when you put your foot in in the store?
0: It
1: really felt great, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I made it a Christmas gift for my son, right? Because he was the same size shoe. And it's funny, he never wore them. No. Two years. But finally, he gave to me, so I'm gonna wear them this year. And oh my gosh! But you don't wear those
1: socks, do you? No, no, no socks. You're blowing the whole thing out. If you wear socks, you are ruining it. It is like earthing in the in the UGG. <laughs> it's UGG earthing. And, you know, I need to call these companies because, really, I do so much for them, and it all ties together with what it is we've got going on. The, the beauty of it is we put in all kinds of cushions and and Dr. Scholl's or foot, uh, you know, um, prosthetics, right? And I'm telling you that when you put your foot into an Ugg boot, it is delicious. Now... Uh, if you if you want to maintain the arch in your foot, you have to make sure that when you're wearing something that's got such a flat surface to it, that you do the exercises that you need to do to keep that nice arch in your foot. And and I've got great feet, I've got great arches in my feet, but I also grew up with the with the story that you needed to roll your foot on a on a jar, you know. And, and 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 exercise your feet by rolling your foot back and forth on that jar to keep your arches up. And then also if you if you have the capacity, no matter what your age is, do a little ballet and, and do a little toe work. You know, you can get up on your toes and you don't have to go on the tips of your toes. That's real ballet work. But get up on your toes and really exercise your arch and then the the flatness of that UGG boot just feels delicious. I, as a matter of fact, it's not very sexy. is what gentlemen tell me. <laughs> I wear my UGG slippers in the house all the time, and I wear my UGG boots, and they're just so darn comfortable. That I mean, it it's delicious and comfort. It's not it's not about um something superficial comfort versus discomfort is a true mind-body body medicine reality when you think about the word disease it's dis-ease you are uncomfortable so everything we do to make ourselves comfortable is essential so if you go out like Dr. Charlie's saying you go out it's wintertime you stand outside just take your slippers off you know make it easy Take your slippers off, no socks. Put your feet onto the earth. I actually like to stand in the snow barefooted because I like the way that my feet are going to go on there, and you know the snow kind of sizzles a little bit because it immediately melts because your feet are your body temperature is so much warmer. And when you put your put your your um, slippers back on, you can take a little towel with you, you know, dry your feet off, put them back in your slippers, run back inside. So exciting because it's just like the cold shower. You're giving the shock to your body. And and by the way, when you're standing there earthing, don't be swearing and thinking negative thoughts. <laughs> it's about good thoughts and good vibrations that you're getting from the earth as well as giving to the earth, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the mindset's so important to everything.
1: Yes, it is
0: everything and I remember one time I was sitting on a plane next to a gal and we were talking about so many things but I think we were talking about health and nutrition and different things like that and he's kind of a shaman actually so it wasn't wasn't really I actually met her in office okay really in person and we we're talking about nutrition, and I was talking about some different things and dietary changes I had made, and I was talking about growing up as a kid and believing that that when I used to eat cereal, like cereal, not cereal, but fruit. Yeah. Okay. Raw fruit was when I was a kid, and when I was eating them, I would imagine that when I ate them, that I was sending these troops in the house. <laughs> I I and was, and <laughs> I was in, in my body fighting off disease, and I kind of joked about it. That's so and interesting. She, and she said, well, you know, if you believe, regardless of what you're eating, if you believe that it's going to benefit you, it will. I love I'm that. Like, oh, it's so true. Yeah, it is. Your, your belief powerful in the transformation of those things. And so our mindset is so important that people really realize how crucial and critical your what your thoughts do and become with you in the world would revolutionize quite huge, as far as huge.
1: I love that we are doing this because Charlie, we can do this exact thing. I'm gonna share this episode with clients and potential clients and say, we can do this for your audience. This can be a 30 minute or a one hour. We can have the chat box open on the side and allow people to do Q&A with us and really get questions answered. You know, the, the other thing that I do routinely with everybody who I deal with in my in my business who will allow the mind-body component of the work to come forward? As I talk about the ways in which we've got um, natural cures all around us, I'm going to go back to Amazon, aloe vera juice. The aloe plant is that wonderful big green succulent that gets huge, actually, and 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 a lot of people will have traditionally an aloe plant in their house and if they have a burn you slice it open and there's a gel on the inside and you put it on the burn or any wound that you get and and miraculous healing takes place and it's true so there's been wonderful research about aloe vera and if you just go to google or if you go to google scholar if you want the the academic side of the, the things that we're talking about, um, go and do aloe vera juice. There are products, Desert Valley is one, but as long as it is 100% pure aloe vera juice, no additives, no flavors, don't get the gel. I accidentally bought the gel in a bottle one time and I bought, it's like drinking Jello that never congealed all the way. What's it? What's going on here? Um, so the juice is really delicious. And by the way, I play mind game with myself because it's kind of it kind of tastes like unflavored gelatin. So <clears throat> people will get it at my recommendation. They will go, "Oh my gosh, I'm giving the rest of it to you because this I this is sickening. I'm not drinking this. And it's like, don't you? Aren't you the person who drinks Scotch? I mean, are you kidding me? Scotch is killing you, but you drink it, and you go, oh, yeah, that feels good. Warms my throat. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about what else it does. I can sour you on Scotch in a minute. And let me tell you, so let's play the head game here with aloe vera juice. And what I get people to do, <laughs> I hit a nerve, didn't I? Probably for every man who listens to this, yeah, give me a cigar and a Scotch the end of the day. Okay, well, I think that's really groovy. Great. But other times during the day, I want you to take a shot or a glass, or just a juice glass or even a shot glass <clears throat> and take aloe vera juice in because here's what happens. It heals on a cellular level. And so if from entry to exit, it's healing everything. And out of University of Wisconsin in Madison, decades ago, the farmers were coming under so much fire for giving their 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 milking cows um, antibiotics, right? A big splurge all over the all over the country in the news, just like coronavirus. You know, oh, they're feeding our animals antibiotics. They're killing us. We won't be able to take antibiotics because we've got a resistance to them. Okay, well that was actually worth screaming about because that's true. So what somebody did? Who knows how? I don't know. What do we call it when it's accidental, but it's not accidental? It, it's um, serendipity. It was serendipitous, and they, so they started doing research. If you wash the teats in in the uh, aloe juice, the benefits. If you start putting it in the water, you start putting it in the food. These these cattle, these cows didn't didn't get you know sick and infection, so they they were able to change things. Well, that's great. So when you drink the aloe juice, I've done this with people who are, who are cancer patients who have got those terrible mouth sores. Just take it, hold it in your mouth, tuck in your lips and hold it and allow it to just sit and then just slowly swallow it and just, in, just visualize, do the visualization with it. That it is going all through your body, and every part of this is penetrating every cell, which is how we digest. Everything travels through every part of us, and, and visualize the healing components. That'll be good for your head. But even if you don't do that, the aloe juice is going to work for you. Within days, people have got mouth sores that nothing, medicine, lozenges couldn't cure, and this aloe juice is doing the work. I people with acid reflux. And, um, you know, GERDs and and all this, ulcers, diverticulitis, spastic colon, um, hemorrhoids, talking about, you know, wow, this stuff is really interesting. Well, it is interesting, but nature is our friend, not our enemy, right? So my recommendation is aloe juice every day.
0: You know, the one thing I'll add to all this too, Dr. Dev, everything you and I are talking about for the listeners, yes. You don't have to take our word for it. You can go do your own research and find that we're telling you the truth. Right. So it's out there. So you don't have to take my word for it, you don't have to take my Go do your research. Right. Go do your homework and you will find what telling you the truth. Right. So there's so many uh charlatans out there that are talking about this and that and their opinions and I'm not interested in opinion. I'm interested in the science.
1: That's right.
0: <clears throat> Solid science by everything that you said. And, you know, to me, that should be well, there's a dispute. Yeah. Now what's better then the science should settle that. That's right. Because there's no there's no there's no feeling there. Right. There's no uh, emotion. It's just here's what the science says. Right. In the discussion. Right. That's right.
1: Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. And now you hit hit on a a major point. I've been saying that all year and had people arguing with me. Yeah, but that's not real science. Oh, okay. uh, Why don't you explain to me what real science is? Because I've actually studied it for my whole life, you know? And, um... When you're talking about real science, I'd like for you to break it down for me and give me the components. Well, I heard what they said on the news about 15 million people. Oh, okay. Do you remember the toothpaste commercial that said 9 out of 10 dentists recommend this toothpaste? They had 1,000, and, a, you know, 800 of them said, we hate this toothpaste. So what they did was they isolated 10 of them, you know, and they said, you all kind of agree on this, right? Yeah, okay, well, we got to bring somebody in who doesn't. Okay, now we got our 9 out of 10. And if you don't think statistics can lie, yes, they can. So then people say, well, how do you know what to believe? Well, I'm proud to tell you that I have my master's degree in research methodology and statistical analysis. So there's a lot of things that you can know and learn and do and be discerning about. And then you know what? Be your in, in the things that Dr. Charlie and I are talking about, be your own guinea pig. Because I can tell you there's not one thing that we're gonna recommend for you to do that's dangerous.
0: And that's the thing too, and I've had this thrown my face a couple of times. Right. Oh you always bring up your education. Yeah. That was my whole finally. <laughs> I don't want to know what I'm talking about. I don't want to get the information. I don't know how to differentiate and distill. Right?
1: Fast from right. fiction. Yes, exactly. there's a lot of fiction. A lot. It's a lot of fiction out there. A lot of hog as we say. So this really, when you do the things that Dr. Charlie and I are talking about, and we will <clears throat> not cover everything in this episode, But we will create, I am going to, I'm going to challenge us, Charlie, between now and tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to send you a program that we can offer to companies where we come in as a panel and say, here's the things we'd like to have your your whole company do, your whole organization do because we care about your healthcare costs. What's the number one concern in normal times in our country of every CEO? Healthcare costs, health insurance costs, the benefit package. It's costing everybody a fortune. Well, now it's just, can we survive? You know, how how can we survive and thrive in today's new world? Well, the most essential thing that we can do is get our head straight and have our heart aligned with it and have practices that people can, can talk about that they're doing. I remember when Quaker Oats was the only company that I knew of in the United States, and this was when I was in high school, so this is going back 40 years, when I was in, oh, my gosh, no, 50 years. Okay, 50 years ago, when they were the only group, the only corporation, major corporation, doing yoga breaks during the day. Wow. Wow. Very groovy. Wow. And and by the way, the people who, who worked there said wow as well. And then they got into the practice and they really felt the wow. So all the things that you and I are going to introduce people to we can we can revolutionize the workplace and then the home and then the neighborhoods and change the face of our communities, our country and our planet by sharing all of this. I love it. I do too, Charlie. And and I I love you, I love us, I love that when we first came together at Starbucks, we sat, we laughed, and we giggled, and we knew something, something was going to happen here, we had some kind of productivity that we were assigned to do, and today, looking like you're an angel in the heavens, (laughs) well, I'm here in the sea above my head, we are bringing you freedom this Friday. Freedom for your peace of mind, freedom for your your wealth and health of your body, and freedom for your life. And, and we love humanity, and that's why we do what we do. That's why we're here. It's why our partnership means so much, because we share an energy and a perspective and an attitude. And it's not that we agree on every single thing. We're two different people with two different backgrounds and realities. But you know what? So what? We come together, and it's all good. Right?
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. So on that note, we're going to sign off a minute or two early because it's been a long week. And we're going to say, this is Dr. Deb Carlin and Dr. Charlie Coutray here on Freedom Friday saying, Until next time, right? Okay. Hang with me.